Yes. Hello, everyone. This is Sandra Radvanoski, and you are listening to the CBH Podcast. Indeed you are. Mm, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Thursday, November 11th. Here we are. Uh, we had our third show last night, and something happened to me that has never happened before. And, um, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was scary for one second, and then I got a hold of myself. But um, uh, this, is, th- this was a funny one. I, I never did this before, never to this uh, uh, effect. And, and here's what happened. Um, uh, as I'm getting ready to step out, um, why am I so overloaded right now? I'm going to turn that down a little bit. Uh, as I'm getting ready to step out onto the stage, I have my water. I'm coming out. So here's the scenario. The, the chorus sings the Vapensiero from Nabucco, and then I come out and sing O Kipiange. And so what we're doing is we're stepping on the applause. Normally, you know, anytime anybody sings... Vapensiero, there's about 18 minutes of applause, but we're trying to step on it in order to um, uh, just um, um, move things along, you know, in the course of the show and save the applause to the end kind of thing. And and plus, I'm a terrible musician and I'll lose my pitch if they, <laughs> if they applaud too long. And so I, um, I um, have my water and I'm getting ready to... to uh, make my step out there and I have one last sip of water and and put my bottle down and um and I'm kind of swallowing the water as I get the go sign and so I step out and what I do is I swallow bad uh and I've never I've really never experienced this before and um uh, uh I I knew that I needed to cough and it's it, <laughs> I'm, you know, you're kind of suddenly in a panic, like, wait, when am I going <laughs> to, when am I going to do that? And, um, well, so, you know, the chorus gets to their end and they cut off and, um, uh, you know, I've got the first line, okay, Piange, just, you know, completely acapella. And then, uh, you know, the orchestra comes back in at the end of the phrase. And so I get through the first one. Okay. I think I'm going to just like sing through what is a completely necessary cough I get through the second phrase I can feel the fray like there's just a droplet of water just sitting on my cord (laughs) I need to cough I need to cough and so um uh, I, I begin the third phrase. Now these all happen really quick. You know, they're all like in, in uh, succession and very, they're all, they're all, they're stacked up right on top of each other. And I begin the third one and I know my voice is just going to close out. It's, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to phonate. Uh, nothing, you know, all of a sudden something is, uh, it, it's just going to go, it's just going to go dark. There's nothing I can do. And so I instinctively cough and it was no worse than this. Okay. <laughs> but it's in place of a phrase so there's nothing there's nothing underneath me there's nowhere to hide there's no cord there's no action on stage all eyes are on me and my 
and my red suit. And, uh, and <laughs> instead of my third phrase, I cough. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure this sent a lot of people into a straight panic. You know, anytime you hear a singer <laughs> cough instead of sing, you, you might have a big problem on your hands. But it was just, it was just water. I knew, really, it was like a forced cough. It was just like clear your throat kind of cough. It wasn't involuntary. Um, uh, you know, I knew that it was either that or not be able to sing the whole rest of the piece. But what happens in this moment is you you get rattled. You are pulled out of this little Shana you're trying to uh, um, complete. And so, um, uh, I I do my little cough. You know, the ceiling doesn't collapse. There isn't an audible gasp. <laughs> Uh, but I, <laughs> I knew that uh, something had happened that had never happened in twenty years, and and um, and so uh, you know I, I I cough. It's not like it didn't like clear it completely, but it it helps me survive to the end of the recit. Uh, you know where I then walk over to the middle of the stage and then and uh, begin the aria. And so i kind of get my way through the rest and it was fine i think i i think i got away with it but yeah you know coughing instead of singing is was really a thing and then uh you know i get into my into, into my piece so as i'm walking from stage right to kind of like center stage but not quite just right of center uh, i sort of turn up stage and <laughs> try to punch out a very hard cough you know like let's get this all moved in one <laughs> Nothing pulls you out faster. You you couldn't, you know, you're like yanked right out of whatever uh, little Shana you are trying to create. Whatever, whatever atmospherical things you're trying to create just goes into absolute straight survival mode. And um, uh, I was, uh, I wasn't panicked. I was laughing on the inside. I was definitely laughing because I did it to myself, really. I mean, you know, I, I should not have been swallowing water as I walked out. Uh, that was that was probably the the mistake. Clearly, the mistake. Um, uh, but you know, the aria goes on from there, and and I there was, I was definitely in my own head about it, but I sounded fine. You know, there was no there was no uh, repercussions past that, and so uh, you know, the whole thing uh, went very well, and I was very happy, and and probably did a little bit extra to kind of <laughs> to kind of make up for it. You know, hanging on to high notes a little bit louder, a little bit longer. Um, uh, that that was kind of the way of it for for a minute there, but uh, uh, crisis averted. But in the moment, you're having you're having like a miniature panic attack. Like, fuck. You know, there's plenty of times where you where I've been sick on stage and had to clear my throat, and you find you find the appropriate times to do that. Uh, there, you know, plenty of people turn up stage and, and cough. It happens all the time. But this is. You know, the whole orchestra hits the brakes. It's an applause moment. And instead of applause, you've decided to sing. <laughs> so you've drawn every last bit of attention. If I have anybody's attention in this piece, it's in this very moment when you step out and they hit you with the spot and you're wearing the bright red suit and and, and you want to interrupt the applause that would normally come. I mean, the, the people's instinct in this moment is to is to roar with applause. And uh, we were stepping on it in a in a way that demands attention. <laughs> so uh, 
So I knew, uh, I knew what was happening, but, um, I think I handled it professionally, uh, which is all you can ask to do in that moment. Just be a professional, get back on track, finish up the way you can, because you know, if you get too far in your head and get rattled bad, you might not recover from that. And so I made it humorous in my head. The only thing I could do was laugh at myself because it was stupid, um, but, you know, it's one of those things, like, um, it, it, it happens so early, it's such a glitch, and the rest of the thing goes great, and so you're you're fine, you know, from the audience standpoint, it's nothing, but in your head, it was, <laughs> it was the loudest, most obvious thing you ever did. Uh, uh, that was a good lesson, actually, I think that was a good, I never, I've never really had that happen before, where, you know, you, you've got all the attention, and then just something goes haywire. And, you know, in a way, I love this. Uh, It's a live show. It's a live show. And you're dealing with human beings. And yes, we are rehearsed within an inch of our lives. And we've done these things hundreds of times. I've I've sung this aria with orchestra so many times. I'm not, I I fear nothing. You know, there's no, there's no sketchy moment. It's all, everything goes great. It, It goes according to plan when I do this one. And, and so I'm not, um, I don't have any hangups going out there, but it's a live show. It's a live show with human people. Sometimes, sometimes the the sometimes the French horn squawks. Sometimes, I mean, not sometimes. Plenty of times, <laughs> the French horn squawk. Uh, you know, sometimes a maestro hits a tempo and the orchestra's not quite with them, and and things are quite a bit slower than normal or faster than normal. And uh, this this happens all the time. And so you just um, you know remember that we're all human. <laughs> And and uh, push on through, but you know, for me, it's not uh, something that I stand on as a performer. I try to anyway. Is that I'm as consistent as possible from one time to the next. You know, what you get on day one is going to be pretty much what you get on the last day with me. I like to be, I like to practice uh, performing, and so if you come and see an early rehearsal, it's it's pretty close to the finished product. I, I'm. You know, everything gets better and grows and you get confidence and all those things. But but generally, um, I like nobody to worry about me. And I think that goes back to the early days where you were just trying to not be noticed. Um, it, it, you know, that's such a funny thing to say about a young singer, trying to not be noticed. Because in your head, all you want to be is noticed endlessly. Please, God, please notice me. Um, but you, you also don't want the attention, uh, or bad attention anyway, of a coach. Or a or a diction person or a, or a maestro and and so you're just trying to be as consistent and as fluid as possible and so I, I think that's a hangover that's a carryover I don't like anybody to worry about me I don't like to be the concern because there's always a concern every every performance every production there is a concern and by a concern I mean it's just sort of unspoken that one person is struggling uh, it, generally every production has it. Um, every production has this sort of, I mean, not every, but almost every single one. There's somebody who shows up not quite prepared. They don't know their music or they're, they're coming straight off of something else. You know, their, their brain is still in the last gig or they're having personal troubles. You know, everybody's got real lives. And so sometimes, sometimes you're dealing with stuff. Um, and it's hard not to, to, stick that right in your voice, you know, your emotions are running high, that tends to go right into your neck, and and so there's always, generally, I shouldn't say always, generally, there's somebody that's kind of, and, and I want to say problem child, although that's not exactly the way to put it, but it, it's definitely somebody who's getting a lot of the talk, 
<laughs> and I don't like to be that person. You know, unless it's positive, I don't, I don't want to be the one going, how's he doing today? You know, did he, didn't, did she learn her music today? Like that, that, um, that's a thing. People show up, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how some people will show up 40% learned or less. Uh, I've done a couple of productions now where a major, um, part in the role, somebody rolls in, especially in new opera. Anytime it's like um, contemporary opera, like in the, the, Addis piece we did at the Met, Exterminating Angel, one of our major singers, who is a phenomenal singing actress, musician. She basically didn't, I mean, she had not even cracked the score when she got to New York. And um, it was a shock because this music is tough. You don't just, you don't just read this. This is not a Mozart recit where you just start reading it and you're fine. I mean, this music requires serious counting and repetition, and she knew 10% of it. I mean, 10%. And so all the focus goes on that person, unfortunately. And they yanked her right out of the room and stuck her in, in, a, in, a, in a practice room with a coach, and they just banged through that, you know, banged through the process just as, just as fast as they could, you know. And that's not, a, that's not an easy task for anyone, the stress on the singer, the pressure on the coach to get it done. And, and then, you know, they feel the pressure from the rest of the cast that would like to rehearse. You know, we'd like to, we'd like to actually do this, especially in modern music where you need, where you need um, to bounce off of somebody. Somebody else has got to hit their line so you can hit theirs. And if you're not hearing it, you're not, you're not getting through the rehearsal process. And, and it's just incredibly disruptive. And so that, uh, I mean, and this person learned, you know, she had no trouble. She, she got through it. Stole the show, fantastic. You know, like ultimately it was a fantastic performance. But in that first week and a half where she wasn't even in the room with us, um, that's the problem child. That's the person that everybody's talking about. I'm sure the administrative <laughs> staff is going nuts and the music staff's going nuts. Like, oh my God, what are we going to do? You know, and this is not just something somebody else can jump into. Like, it's definitely going to be her. And how do we get her to that moment? Uh, and this is, um, this is a thing. Uh, and so I've, I've, I've geared my career towards not being that one. I don't want to be that person. Uh, it's too much stress. I can't handle it. It's, it's, not, it's not even that I want to be a great colleague, although I would like to be a great colleague. That's not my motivation. My motivation is I can't handle the stress uh, of not knowing. I won't sleep. I won't sleep the whole time. And, and that just, you know, then, then it's a compounding on top of itself. And I, I can't have it. I won't have it. I can't have it. <laughs> anyway, so that happened last night. I choked. <laughs> could have been much worse. It really could have been much worse. And excuse me. I'm. I have. Um, you know. I, I. There's plenty of live recordings where you hear people just crash and burn for a myriad of reasons, and it's not always. They just oversang and, and, and they squawked. I mean, there's a million things that can go wrong in a live show. And that's really where the excitement lies. And, and that's where I, as an, as an audience member, if I'm watching a show, I live for this. I live for that human moment where you go, oh, that wasn't planned. You know, I saw, I saw a singer uh, one time, you know, it was a, it was a set, um, you know, like a, like a three quarters of a room, you're staring at a room, but you could see where the singers, uh, are coming 
into the you know like the, there's a door and and you can see the singer like approach this house and then they would use the door to come into the scene but you can see them walk up to the door so you're sort of having a vision of inside and outside and uh uh the door was a pull and the singer thought it was a push and so she grabbed the <laughs> she grabbed the handle and gave it a push and it didn't open and so instinctively she tried again but pushed harder <laughs> You know, it didn't really dawn on them that they were going the wrong way with the door. She was very convinced that the door should push open instead of pull out. And and uh, she gave it a second shove. <laughs> and on the second shove, the, ent- the entire drop, uh, you know, swayed about three feet <laughs> inward. <laughs> and this just kind of pulls reality out for a second. Like, yeah, I mean, of course, obviously we're inside, we're watching a show, that's not a real wall, all those things. All those things are in your head, but if you're watching a show and you're and you're you're getting into the drama of it and you can and you can focus the right way, that is inside and that is outside. I mean, that's that's how ultimately what a production and a director would like like for it to be. And so um, but once that wall gives a three foot sway, you know, and the picture on the wall gets askew and <laughs> it makes some terrible noise. Um, you know, you just come out of it. Uh, you get, you get pulled out of the, uh, the reality of it. And I love that. I live for that stuff. That is real. That is real. Uh, that's what makes this exciting. And so I wasn't rattled last night. I was like, well, it was your turn to push the pull, uh, so to speak. Uh, but it went fine, went fine. And, and, um, you know, I, I w- I'm sure that I made a much bigger deal about it than it, than it was, but in the moment, these sort of things get amplified in your head uh, in a way that is surprising. And you, you just think, um, surely the, surely the ceiling just collapsed on me. Oh boy. I'm glad it wasn't opening. That's another part of it. It was like, okay, middle of the week that, that makes me feel better too. But, um, you know, if it was an opening night kind of thing, it would have been 10 times as loud in my head, but Fortunately, I could stay good humored about it and just sort of laugh it off because it, it ultimately it went very well and the aria went great and and the and the high note comes out and who remembers anything past the high note, right, audience? <laughs> We're all here for high notes, not for not for recits. <laughs> anyway, good lesson learned and um, happy to do it. Happy to do it. Um, you know, on a Wednesday night as opposed to a Friday night or some you know, HD broadcast or something. It happens, people. And uh, CBH is human. I'll show you. I'll show you on occasion. I like to. I like for everybody to think that I'm a machine, but, you know, on occasion, you, you slip up. That's what happened. That's enough out of me. I love you for listening. Uh, Thursday, November 11th. Uh, we got one more show on Sunday. It's a matinee, and then we're all done. And then I'm going to be spending all my time getting very anxious about... Popping off a horse on national television in front of the President of the United States. More on that later. Everybody, have a great weekend, and we'll uh, see you on Monday. All right, thanks. Bye.
Yeah.